0: THK News.
1: It's one o'clock, I'm out as well the headlines. An expatriate wins a dependent visa case in a landmark court judgment on same-sex couple. Carrie Lam says building flats on a small part of country parks worth considering. Two power companies give $500 to each tenant of subdivided units. The city's top court has sided with a British lesbian in her fight to be granted a dependent visa. The landmark ruling has wide-ranging implications for how expatriate same-sex couples are treated. Timmy Sung reports. The Court of Final Appeal unanimously dismissed the appeal by the Director of Immigration. It said it agreed with the Court of Appeal that there was no rational connection between granting dependent visas to heterosexual, monogamous spouses and the aim of attracting foreign talents and maintaining strict immigration control. The lower court had earlier ruled the director was wrong to deny the woman, known as QT in court, a dependent visa on the grounds that her civil partnership wasn't recognised in Hong Kong. Cutie said she felt joy that the city's highest court upheld her right as a lesbian to be treated equally by the Hong Kong government and that she had played a small part in helping advance the rights of LGBTI people in the city. Her statement was read by her solicitor Michael Vidler.
2: Today's ruling by the Court of Final Appeal affirms what millions of us in this wonderful and vibrant city know to be true, that discrimination based on sexual orientation, like any other form of discrimination, is offensive and demeaning. It offends against Hong Kong's core values and undermines our rule of law. Once again, this court has said loud and clear that equality before the law applies to all persons in Hong Kong, including the LGBTI community.
1: A spokeswoman for the Immigration Department said the government respected the court's judgment and officials would study the judgment carefully and seek legal advice if necessary before deciding the way forward. But DAB lawmaker Holden Chow, who is against same-sex marriage, says he believes the ruling will not cause any changes to the legal status or benefits received by same-sex couples in the SAR.
3: In the judgment, the court asserts again that this appeal or this case does not involve any claim on altering or changing the legal marriage of Hong Kong, which is between one man and one woman. So the court again recognised that in Hong Kong, the only lawful marriage is between one man and one woman.
1: The Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the idea of building flats on a small part of Hong Kong's country parks deserves consideration. DAB Chairwoman Starry Lee made the suggestion during question time in LegCo, saying she thought the public would be okay if only two or three percent of green zones or country parks were turned into subsidized housing or elderly homes. Speaking through an interpreter, Mrs Lam said she hoped the public could reach a consensus soon.
2: Yes, that deserves more consideration by us. Now, I went uh, overseas, and I, uh, when I tell people that um, only um, 24% of our 1,100 square kilometers of land has been developed, um, only 70% of for housing. So, so there's still plenty of, uh, of land undeveloped. But of course, we need um, public consensus. Let's hope that in the next two to three months. The public will have a focused discussion based on the new housing initiatives.
1: Mrs Lam also told Leshko that the government found a second member for an independent inquiry that will look at the shoddy work scandal over the MTR's Hong Hom station. Mrs Lam announced three weeks ago that the inquiry would be chaired by retired Judge Michael Hartman. She said the Executive Council would be invited to endorse the appointment of the second member whom she did not name. She explained through an interpreter why the search took so long.
2: The reason why it took so long to find someone is because we need to find someone who is not involved in any work, uh, construction projects in Hong Kong, who has not been a consultant, who has no links to the MTLCL or the construction industry. Well, it's no mean feat to find such a person.
1: Two power companies will grant a one-off $500 subsidy to each subdivided flat tenants to help ease an expected increase in tariffs over the next five years. This comes a day after CLP Power and Hong Kong Electric announced plans to introduce the use of cleaner but more expensive fuel. Subdivided flat tenants are often overcharged by their landlords as they don't have their own meters, but Democratic Party Chairman Wu chi wai said the subsidy wouldn't help
3: much. The subsidies are basically uh, is pay out in a one-off basis, that will only uh, relieve a little problem of the overcharge of the uh, power by those landlords charge on the subdivided fat tenants. So I think the government and the power company has to find way to really address to the fundamental things instead of be, simply you know, say, doing some gesture thing.
1: William Yu from the green World Green Organization says more work should be done to help people save energy.
2: It should be two utilities' responsibilities to help the situation to save energy by means of green technology or other means of energy-saving devices like smart features. So helping the citizen to know about the status of their energy consumption so they are more aware of whether they exceed the quota they set for
0: themselves.
1: Medical and nursing students from the University of Hong Kong are demanding the government to impose a total ban on electronic cigarettes. Seven representatives petitioned outside the government headquarters in Tama One of them is Grace Poon, a medical student from the university.
2: E-cigarettes have only gained its popularity since... Uh, for example,
1: the past uh, century. So studies uh, making a correlation between e-cigarette usage and the actual disease of, for example, heart disease or stroke have not been published yet because the time is just long, not long enough. But then given the fact that there's already been studies showing that e-cigarettes can actually lead to the early uh, changes of your blood vessels and other changes in your system, I think that is uh, strong evidence to show that e-cigarettes will only lead us to the same epidemic that tobacco will bring us. The former Malaysian Prime Minister Najib Razak has been charged with criminal breach of trust and corruption at a court in Kuala Lumpur. The charges are connected to billions of dollars that went missing from a government-controlled fund when he was in power. Najib Razak has denied embezzling funds. He didn't enter a plea at the lower sessions court because the case is being transferred to the high court. He was arrested at his home yesterday, less than two months after losing an election. The BBC's Michael Bristol is at the court.
0: He walked into the court complex here just to the north of Kuala Lumpur. There were several hundred people gathered here, journalists, onlookers, people who just come uh, down to the courthouse to get a look of a former prime minister actually appearing in court. There were also a number of uh, Najib Razak supporters, people who feel that he shouldn't have been arrested in the first place. And then he arrived, he was escorted in through the main doors of the court complex and into the court building itself.
1: Rescuers in Thailand have released a new video of the children's football team trapped deep in a flooded cave system. The boys introduce themselves by their nicknames and say they are in good health. Wrapped in emergency blankets, they are seen joking with divers. The BBC's Jonathan Head is at the cave entrance.
0: They've now got seven Thai Navy divers with them, staying with them, including two medics, giving them medical treatment, and are having their first food. They've been given these special high protein gels because they're, they're, after nine days without food, they wouldn't be able to take ordinary food. So, to that extent, their situation has looked up, but long term, nobody really has an answer. The
1: Trump administration has revoked an extensive set of guidelines issued when Barack Obama was president, which called on U.S. universities to take race into account during the admissions process in order to promote diversity. The Attorney General Jeff Sessions said such guidelines were unnecessary, outdated and inconsistent with existing law. The official group which campaigned for Britain to leave the European Union in the 2016 referendum is expected to be found guilty of breaking electoral law. The draft of an investigation into Vote Leave concludes that it broke spending limits and failed to comply with some rules. But Vote Leave's former director, Matthew Elliott, says the Electoral Commission hasn't followed due process.
0: These so-called whistleblowers, they've been into the Electoral Commission to have interviews We've offered to go in for interviews, both at a board level and also a staff level, but they haven't accepted any interviews on our side. They also haven't accepted the fact that we're doing an internal investigation into all of this.
1: Confusion rings in the highest levels of Poland's judiciary. The 65-year-old Chief Justice, Małgorzata Jedov, has said she will defy a le- new law requiring judges to retire at 65, not 70. She said she would turn up for work on Wednesday as usual. Earlier she thanked her supporters at a demonstration outside the court. I would like to thank you for defending the Common Courts and Supreme Court. You defend the foundations of the Constitution, which is based on the separation of powers in this way. I think that your meetings and demonstrations will help the people understand what the separation of powers is and why it's so important. Ace to the Polish president said another chief justice had been appointed. The European Commission has initiated legal action against Poland, saying the law undermines judicial independence. The Indian government has asked the messaging service WhatsApp to take immediate steps to prevent the circulation of false texts and provocative content that have led to a series of lynchings across the country. The BBC's Amber Atharanjan reports. The Indian Information Technology Ministry said the messaging platform owned by Facebook cannot evade accountability when such services were abused. False messages and videos about child abductors on WhatsApp have been linked to the killings of at least 15 people in recent months. Police in India have been using loudspeakers and distributing pamphlets, urging people not to believe the rumours. The company had previously said that it was educating users to identify fake news as well as considering changes to the service. Business and financial news. U.S. authorities are allowing ZTE to resume some business with American companies, temporarily easing part of a ban imposed over the mainland tech giants' exports to Iran and North Korea. The Shenzhen-based company will be allowed to do business with American companies to maintain existing telecom networks and mobile phones to support security features. This follows a settlement under which ZTE agreed to pay a one billion U.S. dollar fine, replace its executive team and hire U.S. compliance officers. And A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,239, that's 302 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $44 billion. To currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 110.45 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar 16 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 35 cents. Now to sports, here's Adam Chung.
3: We start with football. England have reached the quarterfinals of the World Cup after a dramatic penalty shootout against Colombia. Eric Dyer scored the decisive spot kick as a bad-tempered game was decided by penalties following a one all score after extra time. The BBC's Vicky Sparks reports from Moscow
0: spot kicks are the outcome that any England fan dreads. But finally, they have a shootout win at a World Cup at the fourth time of asking. Eric Dyer fired home the decisive penalty after Jordan Pickford had saved excellently from Carlos Baca to send the travelling and disbelieving fans into ruptures. It's a win England will feel they deserved and look to be on course for after Kane's second half penalty extending his lead in the race for the Golden Boot. But Mina's not 93rd minute header which capped a late Colombia rally took the match into extra time indeed Colombia could have been down to 10 men by then Barrios escaping with a yellow card after thrusting his head into the chest and then chin of Henderson both sides had chances in extra time and Henderson and Uribe both missed in the shootout before Pickford's heroics and Dyer's cool finish with the weight of history hanging over him
3: The former Premier League champion Chris Sutton says England manager Gareth Southgate deserves credit for the way he prepared his players.
0: Going into the World Cup, there wasn't this great expectation. I I think that he had lowered expectation, if you like. But I just think the courage of the players, you know, Dyer the last penalty, Rashford, uh, such a young man to to, to have that conviction uh, and slot the penalties, that, that is massive. England will face
3: Sweden next. Emil Forsberg scored a 1-0 win over Switzerland, sending Sweden to the last eight for the first time since 1994. The first of the quarter-final matches kicks off Friday night with France taking on Uruguay, followed by Brazil versus Belgium. England plays Sweden Saturday night, followed by Russia versus Croatia. On to tennis at Wimbledon, where there were defeats for two former champions, Petra Kvitova and Maria Sharapova. It's the first time Sharapova lost in the first round at Wimbledon. She led by a set and was 5-2 up in the second, but eventually lost to her compatriot Vitalia Diachenko. Kvitova suffered a three-sets defeat at the hands of Alexandra Sesnovich of Belarus. And finally, in cricket, India have beaten England by 8 wickets in the first T20 international in Manchester. After being put in, England reached 159 for 8, with Kodeep Yadev taking 5 wickets for India. In reply, the tourists reached their target with 10 balls to spare. Lokesh Rahul was unbeaten on 101. And that's your look at sports.
1: To end the news, the top story is once again an expatriate wins a dependent visa case in a landmark court judgment on same-sex couple. Carrie Lam says building flats on a small part of country parks is worth considering. Two power companies give $500 to each tenant of subdivided units. And that's news from RTHK.